With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Celebrating six years of podcast excellence. excellence. Kingofpodcasts.com proudly presents... The Wrestling Is Real Podcast, because wrestling needs us. Now, we've seen superstar shakeups in the past. That was a superstar shuffle, and that's all it was. Anybody else thought there was anything else is out of their minds. It wasn't good. Most of what they gave us, WWE gave us this week on TV was crap. The one significant thing that was changed, which in the same role that Randy Orton has played, John Cena has played, and The Undertaker has played since, what, 2006? More or less, they started instituting, you know, drafts or superstar shakeups or what you call it, the brand split off and on. Well, the shuffle was made for the top guy, who still is a top guy, even though he's not with a belt. Your top draw on the company, Roman Reigns, is on SmackDown. That's what's most important. And everything can be put around him because that was the lure for Fox. Now, as for the part-timers, no, they're out. We don't know what's going to happen to them either, but we know Ronda Rousey's out with a broken hand and we might not see her back anytime soon. She could take extended time off. And there's a story I want to take from WrestleZone that brought up the point. They asked the question, is 2019 the end of WWE's part-timer era? And that was actually the importance of the superstar shakeup in the first place. So Rohit Nath wrote this story and made the mention that for the last seven years, we've dealt with part-timers. Can you believe it's been that long since Brock Lesnar came back? And that's what happened. So everything, when all these part-time superstars came through, not coming in to watch on television every week and waiting for the big shows for them to even show up and not every big show, but just a couple just around WrestleMania time, especially for The Undertaker. Well, it started back in 2010. Undertaker was first. Brock Lesnar returning would become the next part-timer. And those were the two that stayed important throughout. And, you know, for what it was worth, Undertaker was put and used properly with a lot of big stars, with Shawn Michaels or Undertaker or CM Punk or whatever, or Brock Lesnar. And with Brock Lesnar, he basically ran through everybody. And protected. So the thing, all these parts are well protected. But what does that say about the rest of the roster? The rest of the roster has been, I mean, it really is just null and void. Something to be said about the stars that are here that are neutered. And now your newest part-time has been John Cena for the last couple of years. Batista has played that role, but really very part-time because he's off doing movies. You know, it doesn't need to be back. And he's not coming back again. And then Ronda Rousey is your latest part-timer. Now, it has done a service for WWE to have these wrestlers, these part-timers, because of the failure of creative and management to truly build multi-dimensional stars, stars that can be top draws. For whatever kind of reason, this kind of nepotism there is, where there's only certain people that will get the chance to even get come close that are the wrong guys to be picked. Well, that's been one problem. And then we get to the point where we can't do that anymore. And I know I told myself, okay, after WrestleMania, after you gave this crowd Christmas, I asked myself a couple of different questions. I said, well, number one, you just showed your casual audience 
that you don't you don't need them to come back around to watch next week or watch Monday or Tuesday. Honestly, what were you going to get the day after WrestleMania? The diehard fans, the hardcore fans that are going to be there each and every week. Your two point five million, they came back to watch. Well, who's going to come back? Well, nobody really came back. What else? Nothing necessarily tied into WrestleMania that really falls back up, except for celebrations. Well, the celebrations are fine, but then really, what happens after that? Where's the tease of the next opponent? Well, we can't do anything because the Superstar Shakeup is next week. So for two weeks, we're in limbo. And we're not leading to anything. And this is the worst kind of WWE when it's like Christmas time. So the big events happened, we're done, and we're just we're just going through the motions. That's it. And I don't know. I'm trying to understand why this company just they do the parody booking. They're so safe on everything they do. They're so I'll tell you, I mean Something to be said about Vince Russo. I know I bring him up every once in a while, but I finally got to hear his episode about post-WrestleMania storylines, what he would do. And at least it was much more compelling and interesting at thought process than anything I figured that WWE was going to do. Because the whole thing with Vince Russo is he wants to disrupt the status quo. Things don't need to be, you know, uniform and happy and all is good in WWE Universe. No. We have to have conflict. Things cannot be foundationally correct. We have to have things falling apart. We have to have new drama. What drama do we have now? Last week, you gave us a scintilla of drama on Monday Night Raw. WWE did. With that cockamamie idea of title versus title. Otherwise, what else did you give us? Nothing. There are no stars that NXT can bring up that will be impactful. Look what already happened before. And then you go ahead and come here to this week. Like I said, Roman Reigns coming out at the end of SmackDown after all those hours of superstar shakeup. That's what you really got on AJ Styles moving over to Raw. Really, it's a shuffle. The way the draft used to go and the way the wrestlers used to be, the importance of the wrestlers were much different than the first draft. Now they mean nothing because the wrestlers have not been booked right. Many of the gimmicks have been ruined. That's why they have to go back to the shop or go somewhere else. It's what they're doing. I mean, you have a couple of guys that came out strong, but this company is failing to create storylines. They're failing to create continuity. They're failing to just do anything to move forward for fear of what the audience is going to do. Because here's the problem now. We're not at part-time status anymore. The WWE offseason has nothing to do with part-timers anymore and the lack of them, lack thereof. The problem is now is that you have completely given the audience everything. They are sugar babies. WWE is now a sugar daddy. You have given, okay, your, your kids, they're like little kids. You've given the kids everything. You spoiled them rotten. You gave them all the candy, all the money, all the toys, all the, you know, smartphones, the apps, everything. You bought them clothes. You bought them everything. And now how are you going to satisfy this spoiled, rotten audience? They asked for Kofi Kingston to win. They asked for Becky Lynch to win. They <laughs> they asked for Seth Rollins to win. And so they did. And now, what are we doing next? No plans. No plans because I bet if things went a different way, WWE would have some other reason where they were going to go. But they're here now. And there's a lot of reasons why. Injuries play a significant part. Kofi Kingston does not get that position. If not for Mustafa Ali's injury. Seth Rollins doesn't get the spot at the championship if Roman Reigns doesn't go down sick. And as for Becky Lynch, I mean, the fact that her and Charlotte had such a good angle going on 
and Nia Jax accidentally hitting her in the face like she did and busting her, you know, wrong way. Well, that didn't help either. So everything is by accident. All these storylines, all these builds have been by accident. Do you understand that? And then some of the build that happens is from social media, which you have no control over. For You had Ronda Rousey that you brought in last year. And where have we gotten with her? If you screw her up, what does that tell you? The company was forced to turn her heel. It was abrupt. Nobody expected that, but you know what? After what happened to Stable Center, writing was on the wall. And that concerned people. But this company's afraid to do certain things. I don't know why. But they have to create drama. Listen, any good soap opera. Okay, remember, I thought they were calling themselves a soap opera. I thought they had soap opera writers. Well, you know, this, I mean, you're, you're relying on sports, but this is not real, you know, the kind of sports that people are going to get into because there's, you know, the outcomes are predetermined. So the drama is quashed. It's null and void. There has to be drama here. There has to be disruption. Okay. The foundation, the nucleus, you know, everything that is encompasses the WWE universe needs to be shaken up like an earthquake, like a tremor. What happened? Where did that actually happen? Because it didn't. And they don't get that. And meanwhile, there are other people behind the scenes that are doing their podcasts that are also complaining the same way. And what am I hearing? I hear, oh, oh, we're talking about the Viceland, you know, episodes of documentaries. Okay, that's good. So people are turning themselves off away from WrestleMania. And then there are those like me that after WrestleMania, I started going right back into the major independent talk because I said to myself, okay, WWE did a pretty good job of getting themselves in a good place to start moving forward. Because at least going the positive route and making everybody happy would be fine. You can do that. But my point is, you give everybody that that payday, but then you shadow all of it. You crap all over the next day or two by starting to create changes. We should have had a title change. I mean, honestly, I think Kofi could have gone through a title change. And yeah, he didn't need to win the belt. Vince Russo was right on that. I think you could have waited and kept that chase going. But God forbid this audience waiting for anything. There's no patience. Like, I mean, you're two weeks away, what, a week and a half away from Marvel uh, Avengers Infinity War, and people are chomping at the bit waiting for that. But people are pissed that they've had to wait this long. And God forbid that when they if they don't pay that off, people are already crapping about Captain Marvel being a part of this. Well, what else? Same thing with Star Wars. Oh, well, they get another Star Wars coming up in December, and people are already crapping on that. So when you see mainstream America say, oh, you know what? You're going to make us wait for something. And if it turns to shit, then we're going to turn on you. Well, this is what the company doesn't want. But what the problem is, it's a problem for WWE. But for the major independents, it's not. Because for the major independents, they are causing drama. They are shaking the fabric, tearing the fabric of what the company is on everything. Like I said, what drama did we have at Ring of Honor? Well, Matt Taven unex- inexplicably becomes Ring of Honor World Champion. He wins the belt on everybody else. Disrupts Jay Lethal's second long reign as champion. Dalton Castle turns heel. What? The women's division turn upside his head after Kelly Klein wins the belt back with the allure. Enzo and Cass somehow make an appearance, and apparently nobody knew about it. Okay, we're getting all that. And what else? Impact Wrestling, we keep seeing what? We saw what Cage uh, was done by Johnny Impact. We're going to see some important matches coming up with uh, Impact Wrestling Rebellion coming up. You know, we got their show coming up pretty soon. And we'll talk about that on the show tonight, plus a couple other things. But think about it. All these things that are going on, Within other companies, right? Right now, 
in MLW. You know, Teddy Hart, you think he'd be all happy as champion, but guess what? Now you got the dynasty. Hammerstone and Maxwell G. Friedman and I've, uh, Alexander Holiday, I think it is. Is that his name? No, something Holiday, I forgot. But those guys are now causing ruckus. Contra is causing ruckus. And Tom Waller, Tom Waller has no way to go. And promotion is Dorado is also causing shit. There's a lot of factions right now that are just fucking things up right now. And that's what's going on in MLW, which is good. It's interesting. What else? Is there any kind of conflict at all that's going on in WWE right now? No, not at all. That's a problem. And I don't know what happens here, what happens next. But these are some big problems that we have that are not being addressed. So keep all this in mind, folks. We have all this to come up. Rebellion, yes, is coming up August 28th. It's in roughly 10 days as I record this program. And matches that are all getting set up. They're going to get all set up here. We're going to rematch of Johnny Apec versus Brian Cage. And Lance Storm is special guest referee. Wow. So that has been a lot of friction because of what happened to Brian Cage. Johnny Impact in the middle of this feud turns heel, major heel, and it's very and a very well done angle. Then you got Lucha Brothers and LAX again, full metal mayhem. This feud continues, and you thought everything was all happy and cool. You thought Conan would be happy and everything. The friction was being tampered down. Nope, nope, because after LAX decided to start. You know, poking the bear. Well, then so did Lucha Brothers. Pentagon decided to poke the bear and things came to be. Then Rich Swan, Sammy Callahan, X Division title. Well, X Division stars are not even to make a, much of a difference because the X Division is kind of off. But X Division has a very strong storyline. Because Sammy Callahan trying to convert Rich Swan to OVE has been a big story. And they've drawn that story out. And it's been something, something crazy. And Taya Valkyrie and Jordan Grace, yes, your other match. So you got five good matches. And then Gail Kim, who's also been under friction from Tessa Blanchard, from just disruptive, 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 to get Gail Kim out of retirement to go take on Tessa Blanchard. Who's arguably one of the best women right now in wrestling, period. And by the way, Lucha Underground, I didn't, it was going to be a AAA, you know, bringing in Tessa Blanchard as part of the women's division there at AAA. That's a big deal. Really good stuff. But that's where we are. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So there's drama there. I've talked about MLW's drama. We've talked about Ring of Honor's drama just in the last five minutes. But what have we had in terms of drama that has come out in the last four episodes, either of Raw or SmackDown? What has happened since WrestleMania? Okay, we've had 12 days, 13 days since then. What, what have we had? Nothing. Nothing. This is a major problem. Now, things might be positioned where they are, but we need drama right now. And I think the superstar shakeup after WrestleMania, it comes at a bad time. And I think the superstar shakeup, number one, needs to get moved away from April or May. They need to move the superstar shakeup away to some other time. You could do it. I, I would I would honestly say do it after SummerSlam. Maybe make it a pay-per-view. I think it would be better. Really, I think that idea would be the right thing to do. This should not be on Raw and SmackDown. Superstar Shakeup should actually happen on a pay-per-view. 
as a B pay-per-view, you could replace a couple different pay-per-views, right? I mean, imagine what you could do if you did that. I think it's not a bad idea. When it comes to WWE, when you're looking at what they're trying to do now and what wrestle, what events they have, well, okay, maybe they have what Battleground coming up or something like that. What I forget what other pay-per-views they have that are coming up now that are just not important. They're just not important whatsoever. I mean, Extreme Rules, Money in the Bank, yes, those are prominent and those people, people really enjoy those. But I think you could do something where Evolution now, as a women's pay-per-view, is prominent. I'm probably going to do it again. But I think you get rid of Battleground or you get rid of something else. There's some other pay-per-views you can go away with. But I think Superstar Shake-Up, you put that somewhere like in September, it's the post-Summer Slam show. That's where you put it, right there. And that's right before Hell in a Cell, which is I think usually in October. That's a good place to put it. Otherwise, not much need for it otherwise that. Because then what you do at Superstar Shake-Up in that pay-per-view, which they didn't have any stipulations at all. They should have had stipulations where somebody might go to Raw or SmackDown and a team breaks up. Like you get the tag teams broken up. You know, certain stars that are mainstays on Raw or SmackDown, they get switched over to another brand. See, a feud ends and there's no way to continue it because the split's done. Things like that you could do, but they're not. And this is a problem for this company. They're just not going to address this. They're going to let things go as they do. And they're going to have too many issues to worry about when it comes to other shows overshadowing them because they're going to. When I look at the major independents now, so Rebellion's going to be at Rebel. That, I mean, people will talk about it, but really not so much. But at least Impact Wrestling, they're getting much more consistent on their pay-per-views. I love Slammiversary last year. I thought Bound for Glory was very good. And I thought the January pay-per-view that it had, uh, Homecoming was very good too. I don't, I don't think they've missed on many of them. I think they've been fine. They're steadily coming along and improving. But it's going to take a long time as long as they're where they're at on Pursuit and Twitch because they're, the, the way their audience is right now, it's not good. But people will catch up to them on the pay-per-views and talk about it. So that works for them. They're going somewhere. At least they're going somewhere with their storylines. That's good. Then after that, you have Ali Wrestling, which you remember, there's a couple of things you have to think about with them that are going to concern things going on with that company because if the TV deal comes to light, which we talked about, now nothing's been set in stone yet, but we have to just keep keep an eye out. If that happens, you know, everybody's going to talk about it and I will talk about that here. Well, maybe not talk about it right here on this show. Maybe hopefully it'll cap it on a Tuesday or Wednesday when we learn about it. We'll see what the upfronts do for us in a month. I think that's when we'll get a more concrete idea. Now, one of the things I'm going to be doing as well is, of course, I have my third podcast channel. So that's for taking care of content that I can't make time for here on the Wrestling Observer podcast or my broadcaster's podcast or anything I want to talk about that doesn't refer to both. I've renamed the show. It's no longer King of Podcasts Extra. It's now called Conform This <laughs> because it really it comes down to a lot of things with me where conformity and People expect things the way they're supposed to be. Well, that's the main focus of wrestling. That's the main focus of everything else and media or everything I follow along with. And that conformity sucks. And I don't want conformity. I don't want political correctness. I want all this shit to go away. And I want people to be able to think the way they want to think, act the way they want to act, do what they want to do. Freedom of thought, freedom of speech. That's what I want. No thought police. And nobody telling me, oh, I got to be worried about this or I got to be feeling about this and that privilege or some kind of, you know, thought that I have something better than somebody else. I could give a shit. I don't put myself up on a damn pedestal. My work I do because I'm damn confident about that, but I don't put myself up there in a major pedestal. I'm a work in progress. That's what I am. So we look at the WWE off season. After Rebellion, on April 28th, Money in the Bank comes May 19th. Double or nothing is the week after that. It's on a Saturday, by the way, 7 o'clock, Las Vegas, MGM Grand Garden. Best in the World comes up June 28th, and that's at the UMBC Event Center in Baltimore. And that's a pretty big venue for them. It's, again, 
pretty good size venue for them to be a part of. About five thousand, about a five thousand seat arena. They'll be there for that. Then Extreme Rules is July fourteenth, and that's where we are so far. And remember, we don't even have a date yet determined. We know the AAA has their event event coming up soon, but we haven't heard anything yet about what it's going to be. And we're, we're I mean, there's still too soon as what's going to be on the card. We don't know anything yet. Speaking of the uh, double or nothing card, well, more is coming in. <laughs> Glacier is coming back. How about that? So he's going to be joining in on the on the thing, and also Brian Pillman Jr. MLW star will also be joining in for this uh, pay-per-view coming out double or nothing. Now, I don't think that means he's leaving MLW. I think he'll still get the least work how he's working. But right now, your matches you have so far, Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho is your main event. So on censored Chris Virginia's Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio side versus SEMA and two OWE roster members, Pac versus Hangman Page, Britt Baker, Nala Rose, Kylie Ray, and three-way women's match. We have several members in the over-budget battle royal. Sonny Kiss, Brandon Cutler, Kip Sabian, Ace, Remember, Ace Romero, or AC Baby, you know, from MLW and others. Glacier, former WCW star that was poorly booked and was a bad idea trying to recreate Mortal Kombat. And Brian Pillman Jr., who is a star in the making. Member of the Hart Foundation and MLW. Good stuff. AAA World Tag Team Championships will be on the line. Young Bucks will defend against the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix. Good stuff. Now, a few other things that you didn't know. If you didn't already know, Ali is signed with AEW. She's no longer a contract with Impact Wrestling, so they wrote her out of storyline, and she's moved along. And there are some other things going on in the major independents, which are interesting. There's a shakeup at Ring of Honor's uh, World Headquarters, and that's an exclusive we got from Fightful.com. Stories from Sean Ross Sapp. Here's the latest on that. So Fightful's like reported this week there are some angling and shuffling in Ring of Honor. Monster Factories, Danny Cage was cut from Ring of Honor after joining the company in early December. He's being paid by the company, but had a lot of ideas to shift Ring of Honor and Future of Honor's production. Now, Ring of Honor is still planning an event at Monster Factory this spring. Cage is still in good terms with Delirious, who's the booker at Ring of Honor. And Joey Mercury is now taking over the role. Now, they have picked up a group called the Sons of Savagery, a tag team that's now with the company. And they're also trying to bring in a wrestler by the name of Mania Maniac to come in. They're all part of MCW, Maryland Championship Wrestling, where he served as a trainer. Mercury and Bully Ray are getting influence within Ring of Honor. Hunter Johnston, a.k.a. Delirious, is no longer as strong in the creative control department. And Enzo and Cass and fellow Sky Angelina Love are being brought in. And these are moves that Delirious probably wouldn't have made. And there are also some things on the New Japan side that no one knew that Enzo and Cass would be on the G1 Supercard. So miscommunication was put there too. So, and there are people that are talking about that the all-in pay-per-view last year, making it a reality, you know, there was heat on a lot of people that made that happen and the company ended up giving crash courses that are upcoming competition for talent. So that's what's going on there. Some shakeup going on over there within Ring of Honor. That's not good. So let's talk about what has been happening, shaking up the real shakeup, if you will, in WWE. Well, let's go through it all. I'm going to take a story for the International Business Times. This is what they're reporting. It's from Pradham Muthana. That's what we got. Now, they haven't, I'm not going to confirm anything here, but the request and the stories are being mentioned because we are hearing from people that are talking about it and the reports are pretty valid for my own case. Now, Luke Harper has asked for his release from WWE and he worked an access show for, during WrestleMania time but with his, the amount of injuries he sustained and his age, you know, it's looking like he might not get to stay around or his time's not going to be much longer because he wants to go. He doesn't want to start back over again. I can't blame him. And I think Brody Lee returning back to the independence would be a great deal for him just to get back out there again and work, especially with all the years, six years, uh, obviously he was working with the company. So there's time for him to really do something special. Now, 
He doesn't have to go back to Rochester and work. He can go ahead and go to a major independent right now and be picked up. I think, I think the one place he could be best served is Core Bauer, I think, would pick him up at Major League Wrestling. I think he would be a fit there. Or I think Cody would pick him up and bring him in all, the, all elite. I think he's got room to be at any one of those companies. I don't think he's a Ring of Honor guy. I don't see him there. Maybe AAA, but I think AEW and MLW might be the places he goes. That's where I look at it. Next, there's a word that Sasha Banks has also reportedly asked for her release. And that was be and that but instead of getting a release right now, she's been given time off. Now, one of the reasons is because WWE made a decision to make her and her tag team partner Bailey lose their inaugural run as women's tag team champions at WrestleMania. They were expected to be given a long run with the belts, but then the decision was changed and both wrestlers were upset. We saw Bailey's on SmackDown now, and we don't know the status of Sasha Banks yet. But they're singles wrestlers again. So now, John Pollock of PostWrestling.com reports that Banks returning after some time off. Hopefully, they'll have her back before Money the Bank. But if they're going to bring her back, they're going to have to bring her back next week. Sasha Banks has unfollowed WWE and Vince McMahon on social media platforms. She started following AEW and a number of wrestlers tied to the rival promotion. So if either one of them are going to be released, Sasha Banks would be the first. And Sasha Banks moving over, you know, if she does go to All Elite, that really puts a step up in that division. The women's division just gets bigger and better. And that's probably where All Elite Wrestling needs room. If they're going to have a, a weekly show, they're going to need room from there. But then you know what will happen is there's a lot of women out there, a lot of women's independent wrestlers that are going to be on different rosters that they could go after. I don't know if there's an exclusivity with women of wrestling. Meanwhile, that's why Tessa Blanchard and Santana Garrett can work in other organizations. No problem. I mean, Tessa is basically doing the Pentagon. <laughs> she's basically doing the Lucha Brothers schedule right now. Triple A, MLW, well, MLW for a while, but now it's all elite wrestling. So she's got that going for her. Now she's working Triple A. She's, she's going to work all elite wrestling, apparently. Or no, she's working Impact Wrestling. Uh, but we don't know where else she's going to go. But Wow. Now, it's going to be Women of Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, and AAA. That's where she is right now. That's great. All power to her. She's great. She's fantastic. So these are the things we have. And I know there's others that are talking the same way. Now, there have been a couple of wrestlers that were demoted back to NXT. So Killian Dane is back in NXT now. Eric Young has been directed to SmackDown Live. And Alexander Wolf is looking to confirm that he's leaving WWE altogether. And that Ronda Rousey, after her injury, she made mention of this. Confirming via an Instagram post, she's looking to start a family with husband Travis Brown after she's able to picture impregnation vacation. She wants to have a baby. And we were hearing about this a while back, so there you go. Now, Rousey was already expected to take a hiatus after WrestleMania for undergoing surgery for a broken hand. But now ESPN's Ramona Shelburne confirms via a source Rousey is going to take a break from pro wrestling. No plans to return. Her contract with WWE is until 2021. There you go. A lot of things going on. A lot of changes. That should scare some of those that are out there listening in because... These kind of things going on are not doing well. And then another problem that WWE has. Now we have other injuries that are also besides Ronda Rousey. Well, we know Cesaro was on TV by himself, joining up with Nakamura and Rusev to take on New Day with Kevin Owens, which is actually kind of funny. I think Kevin Owens in that role was actually pretty funny. But I can't help to see him, and I keep feeling like he's just going to turn on somebody at some point. It's just the heel in him. I can't, I don't think I can look at him as a face yet. It's just, it's not winning me over yet. It hasn't happened yet. But this was a good move forward if they're going to keep him face. So PW Insider says Daniel Bryan was not at TV this week. He's currently dealing with an undisclosed injury. 
and that the nature of the situation has been closely guarded. Sheamus is also injured. And he wrestled SmackDown after WrestleMania, and that was it. So we don't know when they're both coming back. AJ Styles missed the week for the sprained SI joint he suffered at WrestleMania. Big E is also, that's why he wasn't out with New Day this week, because he suffered a torn meniscus in the SmackDown six-man tag team match last week. And if we didn't talk about this yet, Nia Jax is out. She has both of her knees being scoped. Both of her ACLs have been torn. She's out for a long time. I mean, if it's even possible to see her sometime next year will be a miracle. I mean, that's what's going on. That's what's bad. So again, injuries are plaguing this roster again. We're getting, again, the same problem of issues with everything that goes on with the releases. You know, WrestleMania has caused outrage. It caused morale dropping in the locker room once again. And some of the changes that were made, people were not happy about. You know what? But there's some entitled wrestlers in that locker room. And there's also those that feel like, you know what? You know I mean? Yeah, I'm making 300000 to a million dollars a year for this company. But am I happy here? It's again, it's the corporate job. Do you want to stay at a corporate job where you're not happy at? Or do you want to go somewhere where you might struggle, but then you can make some good money and you can go somewhere where you're happy and you're liked and you get to work your craft the way you know how and have some creativity? Well, that's the risk you take to go freelance. You know, independent contractor, nothing. But these, all these wrestlers now that want to go ahead and do something here, whether they want to leave or they're getting hurt, And after all said and done, they're just stuck here, right? Look at all those names that had issues coming back and they all get hurt. This is all wrong WrestleMania time. These these men and women are all broken down. Breaking down. They're working so much. No break. And if they do get the breakdown, it's because they're hurt. But this is a thing we've talked about for a long time as well. Doesn't change and never changes ever, ever, ever. We're just here and nothing gets resolved. It's like, it doesn't even matter at all. I don't know. And it's, it's, it's really, it's saddening to see all this going on, but I don't know. And then what is it that always happens with WWE this time of year as well? Okay. They're always signing new people. And the thing is, I'm, I'm just saying, you know what? Look at the lines. Read between the lines, guys. Look who's coming in. And I'm afraid of what's going to happen to some of these guys when they come in here. And they're going to like, you know what? You hope that they're going to do okay. But, man, it's the same thing over and over. So here we are. So new performance center wrestlers, some new free agents that have come into the company. Kushida from New Japan Pro Wrestling, Garza Jr., who worked a while in Impact Wrestling and AAA, and Shane Strickland, who also worked in AAA, Lucha Underground, and MLW. He's a former MLW World Heavyweight Champion. And he's also became the champion after the company came back last year. So that's where we are. And, you know, do we feel like any of these guys are going to get over big? Like, let me tell you, Shane Strickland... Is going to get over big time in NXT. He's going to do great. Kushida also will be massive. Okay, so the losses of Aleister Black and Ricochet, well, Kushida and Shane Strickland come right in, just like that. So good for them. Now, Garza Jr., well, another Mexican wrestler, but all of our, all of our Mexican wrestlers except for Andrade are under masks. So Andrade, you know, the jury's still out on Andrade. They moved him over to Raw. He's been aligned once again with Zelina Vega, which is the team to have. I think the idea of Paige working alongside Asuka and Kyrie Sane, that's a nice thing. These international valets, whatever, that's good. I do feel like there might be a, a thing where with certain wrestlers, maybe you need to have certain wrestlers that can't go out and work anymore. Like an Alexa Bliss, I think you have her go into a speaking role. Not just have her do what she's doing here, but maybe you create some new managers. You create some new people that are come out to be the mouthpieces. 
You know, if you can't get somebody to get two and two together and you're not going to bring in a manager from old school to do something here, it's not like you're going to get Paul Heyman to work another wrestler or become another advocate. So what are you going to do? I mean, Leo Rush is handling Bobby Lashley. Now we got Stokely Hathaway now in NXT. He's going to be doing some work, which is fine. I'm not sure what to think of all this here. Oh, and uh, what was it? Punishment Martinez, his name is now Damian Priest. So that's an example of a good name change. I don't have a problem with that name change. That's actually pretty good. But then they had a bad name change, and it happened on Raw. Who really thought Viking experience was such a great idea? Okay, you don't want to call them War Machine. You don't want to call them War Raiders. But that gimmick was already there. So we're going to shoot that down. We're going to let these guys come up with their normal gear. And we're going to call them Viking Experience. Who thought Experience was a good name for this team? <sighs> I mean, they're going to have to change that. I don't think they can stick with that. If they do, I'm surprised. But it sounds horrible. Hopefully they will change it. Listen, and they've been pretty good at calling, you know, tag teams. Authors of Pain's got a pretty good name. But this is a shit name. The Ascension, not a bad tag team name. But this right here sucks. It's really bad. People are going to laugh at that. It's it's goofy. The wrestlers are not. I like Hanson and Rowe. And they've done very good where they are now. So you got a lot of these big, bulky tag teams here. That's good. You know, maybe the, the bar maybe it continues together after Sheamus comes back. And you got Authors of Pain. I mean, Anderson and Gallows are still around, but again, they're not going to go after these big guys. The big guys are not getting any kind of love. And, you know, seeing some of the smaller middleweight guys moving over, flipping rosters doesn't make much of a difference. Yeah, I mean, yes, people can go ahead and pick out the fact that, oh, Finn Bauer, he's going to have some good views to have now over on the SmackDown side. Okay. So Finn Bauer, you know, over on that side, he gets a chance to go after the WWE Championship. Well, that's good. And that's a championship he can win. Probably not so much universal title this time. I don't think he ever goes back to that level. With Roman Reigns, to put him over on SmackDown, he can go after and become WWE Champion. That's fine, too. So I don't mind all that there. You know, Roman Reigns being on that side, okay, the SmackDown side has now become the stronger side. The roster, the more active, more over roster is on that side. Your establishment is over on the Raw side. And they're still putting younger stars over there because that was the plan originally, as of late. But, you know, the audience you had after WrestleMania time left. You know that? A fourth of the audience, the ones that stayed around after WrestleMania, left this week. Superstar shakeup meant nothing because it is nothing. You have to repurpose it for something else. I don't know what, but you do something else with it. And I don't know. But it's obvious that what needs to happen here, we know the company is going to not do well at building characters. They're not going to take the time to build characters with multiple dimensions. For fear that they think the global audience is not going to be able to keep up with a couple different things that they learn about a wrestler. They got to know, okay, well, this wrestler, I can identify with him because of this. So I know Elias because he does the guitar. Baron Corbin because he wears the, the dress shirts. Okay, and the, the, and the vests. I don't know why. What else? Oh, Drew McIntyre. Oh, he's the Scottish psychopath. Okay, but that's all we know about him. AG Styles, he's phenomenal. Nothing else about him. But that's all we get. We're just going to get like a name and a moniker and a slogan maybe and a catchphrase and that's it. But I feel they're doing that because the global audience, they needed to keep it simple. So the U.S. audience, the North American audience gets stupefied. Dumbing down this audience. When wrestling fans are a lot smarter. Okay. That's why I said this company's acting like a circus. And the thing is, 
they're not going to sustain the the offseason with building feuds. They're just not good at it. They were look at how bad they did this year with WrestleMania. I mean, did, was there really a good storyline that was anything at all? Like, if the McMahons were a part of it, I guess. But that Becky Lynch storyline for the women's triple threat, I mean, the way Becky Lynch wins the belts was shit all the way through. A couple of shining lights, but it was bad all the way through. And that was actually the company making an effort to do creative. So they're not going to work like that. What they have to do is they have to keep gimmicks rampant throughout the year. Okay, that's what they have to do. If they're going to be able to sustain themselves and really be able to do something where they can hold on to their audience to keep them interested year round, that's what they're going to have to do. And it doesn't mean it's just the main four pay-per-views. No, you have to do more than that. It has to be more. I don't know what that's going to be, but let's look at the rest of the pay-per-views right now. When you're looking at it, so after Money the Bank is NXT TakeOver in San Jose, they got Backlash. Oh, Now, Backlash means nothing because those were always rematches of WrestleMania feuds. Well, those feuds are pretty much done. I don't know if they're coming back to restore those, but Money in the Bank is going to create new feuds. So there's nothing that's Backlash about that pay-per-view coming up in two months. Okay, Extreme Rules, all right. I mean, that's fine. That's a point you could put things in there. And then SummerSlam is August 11th. And then Hell in a Cell, which also means nothing. See, Superstar Shakeup should actually happen where Clash of Champions is, which is in October. That's what they should do. Then November 1st, you have another pay-per-view. Well, that's another Red Network special. That's the Saudi Arabia show. We're still supposed to get another Saudi Arabia show in June, but nothing's been determined yet. So here you have it, folks. Then Survivor Series, then TLC. So you have things there, and there's nothing towards the end of the year. After August 11th, there is nothing, absolutely nothing, that will sustain things going on with the off-season. And that's the problem, is that in their off-season... If you can't build with storylines, build with gimmicks. Give us tournaments. Give us things that will happen. For one, I feel like, you know what? Bring back King of the Ring. Make that mean something. I don't know. You could try it. It couldn't hurt. I mean, you could do... Well, Money in the Bank is where it is, and that's not a bad place to be. But Clash of Champions means nothing. It doesn't. Hell in the Cell, there's nothing hellish about it at all. And Survivor Series is bracketing rights 2.0. And TLC being split away from Extreme Rules or Money the Bank, that's fine. Because people expect that. But that's all not good. We're stuck right now. This company, not realizing what's coming ahead of them. Because, like I said, we're going to see things happening when it comes to AEW. And and God forbid they start doing pay-per-views if they get their TV deal. And they get their pay-per-views, right? What happens then? They could be off and running. They could start doing pay-per-views right away. That could happen. Then what do you do next? Then you also have to worry about AAA. AAA. Okay, according to that schedule I just showed you, okay, think about it like this. The AAA show, when it invades New York, is September 15th. So what do you got next after that? Well, I don't know. And then Battle for Glory for Impact Wrestling is going to come up somewhere in October. So, AEW, first off, they're going to have their one show. Well, there might be a chance to get more. And also, remember, AAA wants to do an LA show. We don't know when that's supposed to be either, but that could also happen. These are things that are not being considered by the company. And Ring of Honor will continue to do their shows. They will have Final Battle. They have Best in the World. And 
no thought whatsoever what the ramifications are going to be. Nothing. And they have death before dishonor as well. And these are all potentially big shows with New Japan presence on all of them. Nobody has a plan yet. Nobody has an idea of, well, this company doesn't realize what's going to happen next. They're going to have an issue where they're going to not pay attention to what's coming up behind them. Again, the rearview mirror, the major independents are going to rustle up things. That's what's going to happen. And nobody's talking about it. And that will be an issue that people are not talking about. But that is going to be something that is going to scare people up. So, no answers. Nothing yet. So you have some significant pay-per-views coming up going forward. Good for them. And then what is WWE going to be doing to build up momentum to the October? So October, when they get the lead up to it, they're going to have to build some real big stuff. So they're going to hot shot book probably four or five, maybe six weeks of television on SmackDown. So that will be something to watch on Friday nights for the next five, six weeks. But with Fox, you're putting on a Friday night. And what the hell are you going to get this audience to do? Okay. What you're going to do to get the core fans to move over to Friday nights and watch the same old, same old WWE. Just because you moved a couple of significant wrestlers over doesn't mean it's going to make the change. Now, what I'm also curious about is, are we going to see, well, now MLW has already moved to Saturday nights. Will Impact Wrestling move their show from Friday nights to Thursdays or something like that? Because they need a move, room to move. And then what happens if AEW gets their show in October? If that actually happens at the same time, then you will have Raw on Monday, Tuesday Night Dynamite, the potential working title of an AEW show, weekly show on Tuesdays. Will there be fatigue by the time we get to Friday night, will people want to watch SmackDown Live on Friday nights? And I think what the company needs to understand is you do not need to be going after your core audience. You just need to hope that some of them are going to stick around. It's no longer safe to placate the audience. And unfortunately, they're going to have to learn that lesson. If they don't learn that lesson now, then competition is going to come up and then they're going to learn late and they're going to have to play catch up. That's what this company is going to be doing. I wholeheartedly believe they're going to feel the wrath. They're going to realize their mistakes and they're going to say, oh shit, we better do something else. I don't know what you do next, but they're going to wait until it's too late. And that's a big problem. Meanwhile, Ollie Wrestling, if you didn't know, they are actually going to be throwing an event together in Jacksonville. Call Fight for the Fallen. This is going to be at Daly's Place Amphitheater. So we already have a couple of matches that already been announced. Kenny Omega versus Seema has been announced for this night. Also, Allie versus Brandy Rhodes is also scheduled for this night. Pre-sale starts April 18th as I record. So if you happen to catch this, it's AEW Fight at Ticketmaster.com. So there you go. And nobody's talking about that, but I'm wondering if they're even going to have anything going on with that show if we're going to get to see it streaming, which I, if they do, I'll hope they'll get to watch that. Also, never even talked about it. Maxwell J. Freeman has also signed with AEW. Never talked about that either. Oh, boy. It's all these things that are going on. There's some great wrestlers that are getting picked up right now, and people need to take notice here. And nobody is. And you know what? Not for nothing. WWE needs to worry. Another thing that somebody just brought up, do you realize now that among the wrestlers that you have, there are a lot of couples being shaken up by the roster as well, with the superstar shakeup. So now Charlotte Flair and her current significant other has been Andrade. They've been on SmackDown together for a while. Now they're on Raw. So now, otherwise, most of the married couples are on the same brand. So now Roe and Hanson moving up as the Viking experience. Well, Sarah Logan is staying on Raw with Ruby Riot while Liv Morgan moves over to SmackDown. 
So Sarah Logan and Roe are together. Naomi is now back on Raw. And Jimmy Uso joins on that Raw as well. Zelina Vega now joins Aleister Black on this roster for Raw. We don't know about Killian Dane and Nikki Cross, but if Killian Dane is moving to NXT, so Nikki Cross will not have him while she's on Raw. Rusev and Lana continue together on SmackDown. Maria and Mike Kanellis will remain on 205 Live. And I bet you didn't know this. Seth Rollins has been spotted publicly lately with Becky Lynch. Supposedly that might be an item right now, which you know I'm not sure what to think. We also kept hearing about things where supposedly Becky Lynch might have been getting some moves put on her by uh, Corey Graves, which I don't get that. But again, that's it's other things they're talking about. Oh, and Alexa Bliss and Buddy Murphy uh, are still split up. As Murphy was sent from SmackDown to 205 Live, as we know, and now Bliss still on Raw, and everything stays with that. And there you go. Interesting. Little thought right there. So the company's more concerned about leaving the couples happy because God forbid there's any problems there. But that used to be an issue that people used to have, and they were all like upset about it. But you know. This is that time of year where everybody's all asking for releases and they're all kind of like, what's going on, man? But now I wasn't really realizing what was going on with this Jacksonville show. Excuse me, this is June 13th, uh, uh, July 13th, excuse me, is the ADW fight for the Fallen show. So, folks, you know, AEW's moving along. They already have their next show ready to go after, after, Everything that's going on with the um, with Double or Nothing. So they're ready to start moving with their shows. Now, Daly's Place, by the way, it seats 5,500. It's a pretty big amphitheater. So they're going to run at this place, which it looks pretty big. I don't know how they're going to build this out for a show, but they're definitely going to do it. And it's another decent-sized arena. And AEW feels like they're going to be able to pull some decent-sized arenas to get started. They're not going to be afraid to get in themselves and get started at all. That's where they're at. So that's where we are. Man, a lot of things changing. And the momentum is on the side of the major independents. That's where it is right now. Because you look at WWE right now. I mean, they're placating the fans. As I just mentioned, they're placating to their wrestlers. In terms of the couples. So it's not even having to do with the wrestling. It's about the relationships. Well, okay, good for them, but that doesn't really matter. Okay? And you're not putting the couples together at all for anything at all. It's just like, well, so what? It's what's going on. It's just not good. And huh, I don't know. We're getting a lot of things that are just... For what it's worth, we will have to wait and find out what in the world WWE can actually do in order to keep their ship right. Because like I said, some of the things they did were right and they could move forward from that. But people are not happy with it. And the disruption, which is supposed to be on screen, is actually off screen. Like I said, we had a superstar shuffle, but the superstar shakeup is actually behind the scenes. Like there's more drama going on off camera than there is on. Even if they put that on television like a reality show, people would watch that. Do you realize that? I mean, people are more interested in the stories behind the scenes, the bullshit, the, the backstage drama, the gossip. People are all about that. I'm surprised this company doesn't follow up on that at all but they don't nothing I felt about anything of the superstar shuffle I'm not calling it a shake it's a shuffle made me feel anything special about it Smackdown Live now has Roman Reigns Finn Balor Elias Bailey Ember Moon Kyrie Sane Lars Sullivan Buddy Murphy Liv Morgan Chad Gable so that tag team split up Apollo Crews and Mickey James Raw gets AJ Styles, The Miz, Ricochet, Aleister Black, 
Eric and Ivar of Viking Experience. Oh, even the names are bad. Andrade, Zelina Vega, Rey Mysterio, Jimmy Uso, Jason Uso. Though the Usos move over to Raw. Naomi, EC3. Well, EC3 was kind of in between, so we didn't know. Lacey Evans is officially on Raw. Eric Young and from 205 Live moving up, Cedric Alexander. So what does this mean? Well, Cedric Alexander basically takes the Apollo Crews spot for moves and for basically the size and all. I mean, listen, Cedric Alexander probably is content where he's at because he's had a pretty good run doing 205 Live and working, you know, certain classics, certain events and all, which is good for him, the, the tournaments and stuff. But, I mean, everybody else, Ricochet and Aleister Black right now are here on Raw. But, you know, other than that, we're just shuffling people. AJ Styles is just a shuffle. Nothing on that Raw roster makes anything different on Monday nights. It just doesn't. And it's stagnant. It's stale. It's And it's so easy for this turn. This can be turned around. Do people understand that the company could do the right thing and maybe get somebody else on board to start building storylines and do something more? They cannot continue the route they are. Like, listen, they did things to right the ship at WrestleMania, but it has to continue. And maybe you don't keep certain wrestlers around that you've seen out during WrestleMania time all the time. Maybe you take some time, you take some damaged gimmicks and damaged wrestlers you get them off Bray Wyatt's gotten a long time out we're gonna see him come back soon maybe the time off will have done him some good but there are others that truly could significantly take advantage of this as well but the the, the company's not gonna do that the freshness of rosters the freshness of angles and gimmicks and storylines are gonna be in the major independents they are right now Lots of heel turns, lots of face turns, lots of storylines and drama and things like that going across the board. On every other major independent, I pointed it all out. It's up to WWE before they get to SmackDown. And I got to assume that the Fox Network is going to tell them, listen, you guys need to be more of a reality show. We need to see some drama. We need some friction. We need some real competition based on real blood feuds. But nobody's blood is boiling. Not really. It's feigned. It's fake. It's orchestrated. There has to be some realism behind it. I don't know what they're going to do, but if the message gets to them, I don't know. I hope it does. But I hope other podcasters out there follow my tune here. This is what the point is. This is how it really is right now. Whatever they're doing, we need to quit grading on a curve. What this company is doing right now is failing at what the major independents are doing right now correctly. Just because they don't have the platform, they don't have the social media platform, the TV platform, or all of that machine that runs what they do in order to give them star power in some ways among the wrestling community because everybody knows who the wrestlers are. But the major independents, the real stories, the real interesting storylines and gimmicks and everything and angles they're happening outside of the company there is not one angle right now or one storyline that is overly compelling we're at closure of several feuds if they're going to restart those they haven't started them yet no we gave them two we gave people two weeks of limbo because they felt the real wrestlemania hangover well no there's not you're doing what you have done at christmas time after tlc that's a mistake. This is not Christmas in July. You gave people Christmas. Well, now you have to keep delivering. It does not stop just because WrestleMania is over. Something else needs to give. You're not going to bring in other wrestlers that are going to make the difference. It is up to WWE to get their offseason right. And that's an undertaking, a task that I don't think they're going to be able to do. But they have to in order to get to SmackDown Live on Fridays in October and be ready to go. 
six months away. Now, if they don't, and Ali Wrestling moves in, I mean, the smart thing is we're not going to get the head-to-head. We don't need to have that again. But if Ali Wrestling is able to make their way in, they're able to get an audience to the level of Teen Impact on Spike TV. If they're able to get a million viewers on Tuesday nights, they're able to get some decent pay-per-view buys on their pay-per-views, watch out. And the impact, no pun intended, the ramifications, the instant panic that will become widespread in Titan Towers, they're going to have to do some changes about it. And it's honestly what is going to make WWE really change course and really ramp things up and start hot shotting a lot more. Number one, if AEW does well at double or nothing. Two, the performance of AAA at MSG. And number three, whenever the announcement of AEW coming to television, and if it's actually coming in October, you know, it takes some of the shine off of SmackDown Live's move to Fox. That's the story we're playing out. Otherwise, the wrestling is wrestling on WWE. So you can miss it a week or two and not miss a thing. And they don't have people they can come back to to try to keep things interesting and bring back people they can get that are going to be exciting and fresh and, and, and people that are familiar that we can go right into. John Cena's working Suicide Squad too, apparently. Batista will have new projects. Brock Lesnar's going to go back to the UFC. And Ronda Rousey's going to have a baby. What else you got? Maybe we're going to have to wait for the major independents to start making moves. And once those moves start becoming significant and they catch the ear and the eyes of Vince McMahon, then Vince will say, you know what? We need to make some moves. We need to really do the shakeup. So the superstar shakeup, that's happening in October, I guess. Just wait for it. So again, any new updates coming along between now and next Wednesday, stay tuned right here to kingofpodcasts.com. And of course, follow my podcast on Anchor, now called Conform This with King of Podcasts. Go look for it wherever you subscribe to shows. You can find it on the website and find it there. So with that said, I'm going to get out of here. Be back here next week for another Wrestling is Real podcast because wrestling needs us. The following has been a presentation of kingofpodcasts.com. Subscribe to the Wrestling is Real podcast from iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and all major podcast portals. Follow the King of Podcasts on Twitter at King of Podcasts or at Wrestling is Real on Facebook. We want to hear from you 24 hours a day. Call into the Wrestling is Real voicemail at 561-899-7030 or email the show at kingofpodcasts at yahoo.com. And don't forget to check out the King of Podcasts other show, The Broadcasters Podcast, found at broadcasterspodcast.com.